The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky. Kinky connections and kinky education. It's kinky done differently. what women and other wonderful humans want. A frank and fun conversation about the way people approach each other for romance, relationships, friendships, or other partnerships that make us happy. With questions asked by a guy. And now, here is your host. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and welcome to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, a look into the beginning of traditional and non-traditional relationships from the first impression to the messaging that finally wins people over. I'm John, known to many as Hi There Catsuit, and today we welcome the founder of Dating Kinky, Nookie Notes. She started Dating Kinky with an idea to bring people together, and now she's not only bringing them together, but building an online community like none other. And if the voice sounds familiar, she's also the announcer to the show, where she says things like, It's the first five. And as always, we start with the first five, five questions about firsts. And it's so strange to say, hi, Nookie. <laughs> hi, Catsuit. <laughs> I think we've got that down. Okay, Nookie, first question in our first five. First time you ever felt a little different? Can I just answer by saying I've never not felt a little different? Valid answer. I mean, I don't, aside from being kinky, um, I'm also neurodivergent or neuroatypical or whatever it is that, you know, there's so many different uh, names for it. And I don't have like the same types of things in my head that bond people to one another. Mm -hmm. um, so I've always felt just kind of like, and not in a bad way, but just like I am my own person and I have to decide for myself. Even from a very young age, I had to decide for myself what I, what needed doing and I did it. And um, I can't remember a time that I didn't think other people were kind of odd. First time you ever received feedback for your writing and your reaction to it. Mm, the one that I remember was third grade I wrote a poem that made it all the way to the state championships wow <laughs> and then I rested on my laurels for a while because <laughs> you know I was hot shit first time you ever felt a connection through something that you wrote on FET or on your dating kinky blog mm. Well, I mean, on FET, I've been on FET since the first year. So it was probably sometime within that first year or so um, because I wrote something and people responded. And that was enough for me to think, well, hey, you know, maybe there's something to all of this. Um, I do remember, and this, this, is, this is just amusing. I do remember one point I... I posted a piece of erotica that I'd done that I was very proud of in a erotica group on FetLife. And most people were generally, you know, very positive about it. And there was one person who just came along and just ripped it to shreds, Ouch. like just, just slayed it. Um, and what's funny is that that particular troll, and I don't mean he's a troll in like, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't hold him ill will, but this is what he does. That particular troll still pops up like once every nine months or so to say something hateful on one of my writings. And mm -hmm. it's usually in the form of, you know, you could do better than this. And I usually say shit like, well, first of all, you don't get to say what I am or am not capable of because you don't really know me. 
Second of all, why the fuck should I give a shit? I'm doing just <laughs> fine. Um, but it, it, I do remember that. I remember that, like, you know, like that was the first time I think I'd ever gotten like really negative feedback as opposed to like constructive criticism. Like this was just like, this was somebody who felt like they needed to stomp the will out of me if at all possible. And I was like, yeah, okay, well that's amusing. First time you felt like you had become Nookie. Oh, I became Nookie. Like, so the, the story behind the word Nookie is that at 14, I started a tradition that I've continued to this day. And that is um, buying myself a birthday present. What, you know, something that I wanted badly that I knew nobody else was really going to think of and, you know, getting it for myself. And at 14, what I wanted really badly was the compact Oxford English Dictionary. And by compact, I mean, it was only like a foot by a foot and a half, mm -hmm. right? And it had nine pages printed on every page and it came with a magnifying glass. And this is like the most complete English dictionary in the world. Mm -hmm. And I coveted that thing and I bought it for myself. And being 14 and hanging out with 14, 15, 16 and 17 year olds, what do you figure some teenagers are going to do on a rowdy night with the most complete English dictionary in the world, <laughs> aside from look up all the dirty words, right? And after we'd gotten through, you know, fuck, shit, pissed, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. at some point, somebody mentioned nookie, which I don't think I'd, I'd ever even heard the word before that. And so we looked it up. And according to the Oxford English Dictionary, nookie is not only the act physical act of making love at the time it did not actually refer to the cookie part of the nookie although now I guess it's also a vagina um but it was also Scottish slang for a woman you found attractive and sexy and would like to nookie with mm -hmm. and my friends were all like joking around or whatever and I did not yet have a nickname at the time. So that was bestowed upon me as my nickname. And I wasn't sure how I felt about it, but at the same time, that's what it was. Like you, you didn't turn away a nickname, right? So I was Nookie and there was no arguing against it. And obviously I mean, it's kind of flattering, right? You know, to be the, the Nookie. So I'll take oh. it. A rare follow-up in the first five. Are certain words so sexy that they can turn you on? No. Um, certain words are audacious enough to catch attention. Mm -hmm. But not turn me on. No. I mean, for me... I love words. I love language. I love the way it's used, but it has to be used properly. And it has to be like one word out of a sea of 10,000 isn't going to be enough. It needs to be backed up with linguistic skill. The famous first five question. First time you ever received an unsolicited dick pic and your reaction to it. I can't even remember. There's been so many. Um, to be fair, it was probably when I was 19 and I'd moved to New York. I might've been 18. I'd moved to New York and left my boyfriend behind in Iowa. And he sent me a care package that included some quite risque photos. I was actually, at the time, embarrassed that he'd had these developed, right? Oh, because that's, that's right, when because photos... they're actual pictures. Oh, my. yeah, uh, humans actually, you know, did the the development <laughs> at that point. Um, but can you yeah, imagine I, being the guy at the photo mat? Uh, what's I the... can imagine that. I mean, really, didn't. 
somebody oh what was his name the guy that did uh dead poet society robin williams he, robin williams he played like a really creepy dude at the photo mat one hour photo like, he yeah, was blonde like, in that movie yes exactly so like that's the kind of thought that goes through my head when i think of this and so that dick pic was unsolicited although it was well known to me um but i was i was absolutely abashed by the whole thing it was it was out of it was out of my comfort zone at that point realizing that you're polyamorous can be a wonderful insight Polyamory Dating Guide is a book about finding other people who share your view of polyamory and want to share it with you. This book includes a variety of sections on poly-specific dating, such as navigating online dating with a review of poly-specific dating sites and how to make a profile that works, real-time dating tips that will tell you where to find polyam people and how to make a positive impression, how to date as an existing couple, and if you should, dating as an introvert, queer in dating, and lots more. Get your copy at polyamorydatingguide.com. Hi, this is Jane Boone, the author of the novel Edge Play. It's a revenge fantasy where the big short meets Fifty Shades of Grey. Only the women wield the whips and the billionaires submit. You can find it at Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle. And be sure to check out my episode with Tara Indiana right here on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Thank you. Two people getting to know each other, just like we did in high school. Here is Seven Minutes in Heaven. Back with Nookie Notes as we spend seven minutes in heaven. It's so strange that you introduce yourself <laughs> in this. It's kind of surreal that we finally have our announcer as our guest. <laughs> so, Nookie, uh, what are your biggest turn-ons? Desire. Like, honest desire for who I am as a person like somebody who can see me honestly truly all of my faults and everything that makes me just fuck balls amazing to them and the desire that comes from that which is a very different kind of desire than the desire that comes from the people who throw themselves into my private messages saying Oh, goddess, let me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, first, goddess is just a bad word. Anybody who uses goddess at me does not know me at all. And that ruins everything. Um, but, you know, when people throw themselves at me without knowing me at all, that's actually one of my biggest turnoffs. So desire for me can cut either way. If you desire me without knowing me at all, I think you're a fucking idiot. And... <laughs> If you desire me while really, truly knowing me, then that, that's, that's definitely a turn on. Biggest turn offs. Desire for me without knowing me at all. Hmm. Well, okay. Maybe not that because I mean, that's, I'm actually kind of used to that, which sounds really horrible, but it's true. Mm -hmm. I think it's more the protestation of desire without knowing me at all. Okay. Right. Like, cause I can look at, I can look at somebody on the screen, like, um, Oh, Tim Curry in Rocky horror picture show. Right. <laughs> I can look at that embodiment of hotness mm -hmm. and imagine and, and feel desire. Right. But I wouldn't make a big deal of desiring him for that because I don't know him and therefore I'm desiring just like this persona as opposed to the human. And for me, the human is what is special in each one of us. It's the difference between a crush and an obsession. Sure. Yeah. Or I mean, a crush and a, yeah, yeah. A crush and obsession to me are like two sides, two parts of one, one side of the continuum and the other side of the continuum is genuine understanding mm -hmm. and love and adoration what's the best first date anybody ever took you on 
actually, you know what? I'm, I'm not even sure. This isn't exactly so much a took me on. But my favorite first date, the one that pops to mind, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I suppose if I thought long enough, I could probably come up with something that was super fantastic because I've been on a lot of really amazing dates. But um, my current partner and I met at a femdom party. And it was about two hours away from my home. So I lived on the coast and he lived inland in the city. And I had traveled to this femdom party. And then um, for two weeks, we sort of messaged back and forth and talked and whatever. And I was heading down to Florida for a conference, a marketing conference. And when he had seen me at this femdom party, I had just below shoulder length hair and bangs and, you know, super cute, very femme. Well, since that time, um, before this date, and I'm putting that in air quotes, um, I had gotten my mohawk for my 40th birthday. Mm. So, <laughs> so and I had, I had one of my girlfriends in tow because we were both going to this marketing thing. And so what we do is, is he said, oh my gosh, you can't go on I-90 and be so close to me without me coming to meet you. So he came to meet us for breakfast when we hit I-90. And of course, the first thing he does is like take in me with the mohawk now because <laughs> <laughs> that was new. Um, but he sat and he had breakfast with us, which I thought was just the sweetest thing. And this was on a day that he had to go to work. So like he got up and he drove 45 minutes to have breakfast with us and then, um, you know, had to drive 45 minutes back to get back to work. And um, while my girlfriend was in the bathroom, we stood in like the entryway, the foyer mm -hmm. of uh, Bob Evans. And I had mentioned, I don't know, a couple days back without thinking of the ramifications of it, that there's a spot on the shoulder that for many people, if you bite it, not like you're going to rip it out, but like bite it with a nice firm grip, it can make certain people orgasm because there's a bundle of nerves there that's really fascinating. And I, I was telling him this because I'm geeking out about it. Well, he decides to test the theory right there in the Bob Evans foyer. And I damn near fall to my knees. Good thing he's holding me up. Um, and yes, it does work. And uh, so that, that was probably the most memorable first date. I will never be able to think of Bob Evans down on the farm in the same way ever again. Yeah, yeah. I get myself in some interesting the situations. Down on the farm? <laughs> <laughs> we may have just named it. <laughs> Hooey. What's the key to capturing Nookie's heart? Mm. Or is there one? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I, I think this, this kind of goes like to the desire thing again. It's, it's mm -hmm. genuine. It's having a sincere interest to get to know me, who I am as a human, while also, and this is a big key, um, exposing yourself to the same rigorous unveiling, right? So there's, there's a lot that goes into that. And then there's also the, the idea of acceptance. I think that that's a big thing. And it's not because... I feel a need to be accepted by people. I don't, I don't think that that's the case. There's a lot of people I'm not accepted by and I don't really give a shit. But if somebody wants to get to know me, not only do they have to accept who I am, including all of my flaws and foibles and whatever, and there are plenty, as you well know, um, but they have to be open and able to receive acceptance so they have to be able to be vulnerable and then believe acceptance when it's offered to them and I think for some people that's harder even than accepting 
others for their faults is being accepted for their own faults. Is acceptance enough or do you have to embrace? Um, I think in a lot of cases, acceptance is enough. There are parts, there are parts of myself that I don't fully embrace because they're flaws, right? So I'm going, to, I'm working on them regularly. And if I'm not working on them, then I'm at least not saying, oh yeah, this is awesome about me, right? Like <laughs> I'm chaos incarnate in business, like as you know, mm-hmm. um, and I know that this is challenging and I think it's important to keep that part of myself to not necessarily embrace it. I know that good comes of it because, you know, I dive right in and I say, I'm going to do these things and I'm going to leave a trail of like chaos in my wake, but somehow more of those things get done Mm -hmm. than most people. However, it also means that I then have to apologize to you and to Ryan and to all of the people I work with for putting them through this because this is not how normal people function. <laughs> and I think that it's important to not embrace that side of me because I, I've seen that happen where people really embrace their flaws and it then inures them to what other people suffer as a result. <clears throat> And I think it's important to take into account what other people go through as a result of <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Allison Ash, trauma-informed sex and intimacy coach and educator and the founder of TurnOn.Love. And I teach a wide range of workshops and courses on topics including flirting and seduction, deepening emotional intimacy, expanding pleasure, exploring fantasies, repairing ruptures in relationships, navigating non-monogamy, and more. And I work with individuals and couples in a coaching dynamic to support them in getting out of their heads and into their bodies and navigating challenges like erectile dysfunction and anorgasmia to help men figure out how to express their desires in ways that feel authentic and not let opportunities pass by any longer, to help women explore what they want and really advocate for it in their relationships, and to support couples in getting the spark back and in exploring non-monogamy if you want to open up your relationship. To explore all this and more, you can check out my website at www.turnon.love. And don't forget to listen to my episode of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. It's in the archives wherever you listen to your podcast. Hello, I'm Jesse Sage from Peep Show Media. Peep Show Media is a multimedia magazine bringing news and stories from the sex industry. Be sure to check out our website at peepshowmedia.com for essays, porn reviews, events, interviews, news stories, and more. Also, make sure to listen to our podcast, The Peep Show Podcast anywhere you get podcasts. And for a bit more of a personal glance into my life, make sure to check out my January 15th interview on what women and other wonderful humans want. This is what women and other wonderful humans want presented by dating kinky, kinky connections and kinky education. It's kinky done differently. Back on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, joined by our not only our announcer, but the founder of Dating Kinky, Nookie Notes. And you and I are going to be kind of busy this weekend with a little bit of a, well, let's call it an event, or maybe a dating event, or maybe a love event, or how would you put it? Chaos. It's going to be chaos, and it's going to be wonderful, wild, kinky, fun chaos. We are, so I was talking about that thing where I do the chaos thing, and I just jump in with both feet, and somehow things happen. Um, It was just over a year ago that I did that with the first webinar that we put on for Dating Kinky before COVID. I'd been planning it for months, but I was like, okay. I don't know how this is going to work, but we're going to do one, you know, on such and such a date. I just set it in place and, you know, full steam ahead. Um, This is going to be the largest one we've ever done with the most people. It's going to have two stages going at once. 
instead of one at a time, which we've never done before. Um, it's going to have a 24 hour, you know, social area for people to hang out in. We're going to have specific set social times for people to gather together and hang out and get to know each other casually and also through speed kinking, which is like speed dating, only I, I had to try to be clever about it. So, um, yeah, I think it's just going to be chaotic and in the very best way. And at the end of that weekend, I'll have to apologize to everybody and say, you know, thank you so much for managing to get me through this and keeping us all in one piece. And it went great. And now, you know, by, by the way, I have this new idea that we're working on. <laughs> <laughs> but the weekend is very much about what we talk on this show about so yeah. much. And that is dating and connections the right ways, the wrong ways, and yeah. things that you can learn. Talk a little yeah. bit about some of the people who will be joining us and their special perspectives on how people connect. Well, um, first of all, I'll be doing a four-hour workshop, two hours on Saturday and two hours on Sunday. That'll be all about defuckify your, your dating, where it'll be the first Saturday will be be all about your online profile and presence and how to create that in such a way so that you attract the people you want and repel the people that you don't. And then the second day, Sunday, will be all about your life and how to live your life in such a way so that you attract the people that you want into your life and repel the people you don't. Um, and that would be true of people in relationships as well. I'm, I'm gearing this not only towards people that are dating, but to people who want to make the most of their existing relationships. Um, and then we've got like, we've got you and you're hosting a panel on, uh, you know, what women and other wonderful humans want in dating, which is going to um, finish off our Saturday and kick off our Saturday night social, um, which I'm really excited about. And I've got uh, Zach Budd who does the kinky question of the week with me and he's going to be finishing off Sunday with his radical selfish care workshop which mm -hmm. is going to be talking about how radical self-care is a way to improve any relationship um we've got uh, uh Lexi Silver who's been on the show mm -hmm. she's going to be talking about um opening up your relationship to non-monogamy um, we've got, gosh, I mean, there's just so many amazing people. Lindsay Dan Goldward and, is coming on, which I absolutely Yeah, Lindsay love. Goldward is, she's talking about three taboo topics in relationships, which is, is going to be super, super fun. Um, Dan and Dawn from Erotic Awakenings, um, they're going to be talking about keeping the sex hot in your relationship. Um, Dan so yeah, we're doing we're doing a real I'm mix. Really excited. Pardon me, Dan and Don are longtime friends, and I'm really happy that they're a part of this one. Yeah, I'm I'm super thrilled with it. Um, yeah, I'm. There's just there's so much, and then we've got we've got new people that um, you know I've not really interacted with much before. You know, this sort of happens, and we've got Devin Stone coming in and talking. We've got Unruly Nerd Girl. We've got Ms. Juicy, you know, there's just so many amazing people. And I'm actually like, I'm, I'm like sitting here thinking about it. And I'm like, I can't believe I set this up. So that there's going to be two stages going at once because that means I'm not going to get to see all of the presentations as they're going through. Right. So I'm going to have to go back and watch some of them that I'm missing because, you know, all of this is happening. So yeah, it's, it's going to be amazing. And for, you know, what we've put together, I think that this is going to be for us a new standard in our, you know, weekend special events. It's, it's going to blow the top off anything we've done before. And you've, you've been to our social events. So, you know, like how easy it is to just like feel connected suddenly to a larger community just by walking in and walking in and taking a seat at a table. One of the things that people may not realize is how amazing the event space is. Mm 
And when you yeah. talk about virtual events, you usually think of an overcrowded Zoom screen Ugh. or a live webinar where you're seeing people and it's a series of maybe PowerPoint presentations and it's very dry. This event space, and we I call it an event space because that's actually what it is. This place holds a thousand people, is it, I believe? Well, actually we could, right now the, the limit I think is 10,000. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, no, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a hundred thousand now. I think that's the limit. They, they keep raising it. So yeah, I could have a hundred thousand people in there. Um, we're setting it up with 100 tables. So 100 tables of eight chairs each for, you know, people to hang out there. Plus we've got the exhibitor hall um, where, well, you'll have a booth, for example. So mm -hmm. if you wanted to like gather some people together in your own little fiefdom, your own room, <laughs> you know, you would have your own tables in, in your booth area. Um, and then of course there's the session areas, which is the stages. And that's more, that's more Zoom and lecture-like where, you know, you've got the stage and then you've got the people in chat who are, you know, asking questions, raising their hand and so on and so forth. Um, but the social lounge, I mean, that's the exciting thing where you literally come into like a virtual room just full of tables and you can see which chairs are open and like people at the different tables and you can join the event wide chat. And yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be insane. And this, this part of it, the social part of it is going to be open, you know, 24 hours for the event. So three o'clock on Friday. Um, Eastern Standard Time to probably about noon on Monday the 15th Eastern Standard Time. That's going to be open and running for anybody who just wants to, you know, who's a part of this, who wants to hang out and see, mm -hmm. you know, who's ready to talk anywhere in the world. And I'll be in there quite a bit over the weekend. I'm not going to say I'm going to be in there the entire time, but uh, <laughs> looking forward to no, no. meeting I'll our listeners. Yeah, well, there's only so much we can do. Yeah. So what gave you the idea of doing Dating Kinky? So I've been kinky for a long time. And I've been online for a long time. I think, so I officially stepped into kink probably about a year before I got my first computer and got online mm -hmm. um maybe two years because i got online in 94 so i guess i was 20 well yeah i guess about a year 20 or 21 at that point what was your first online experience um i think i got online with aol ah. officially you know like one of the the discs mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm a prodigy guy well, so that was, that's what I was going to say. I found myself at the time, I got online originally, I think with AOL, but I found myself enjoying Prodigy and CompuServe more. They were a little geekier for me. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so I've been online for a long time. I've been, you know, I, I got into the, the alt.net. Um, I've been a moderator and a regular and a tester and a consultant. And a, I've even created uh, community sites for adult topics. So, you know, and I've been on, you know, I've been on Literotica for, you know, ever and ever and ever. And I joined FetLife during its first year and I've done beta testing for them. And um, I was a consultant for, you know, one of the, the big, kinky dating sites out there that is shit. Um, <laughs> and I've hosted groups on various sites and so on and so forth. And I just like, people would ask me my opinion, like for beta testing or whatever. And I would give it. And then they just wouldn't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but this is brilliant. Like, you don't understand. This is brilliant. I am you know, the market that you're having a hard time holding on to, because what happens with a lot of these sites is, you know, women will join a site, they will get bombarded 
by all these rude messages and then they'll go away. And then what's ha- what happens is you end up with a site with a bunch of like dudes standing around throwing their sausages at each other. <laughs> and sometimes, oftentimes, you know, these people get so desperate that they then also sign in as women. Mm-hmm. And so dudes are not only throwing sausages, like they're throwing their sausages at women who are actually men pretending to be women because they're that hard up that they would rather cyber with another dude than be lonely that night. <laughs> like, so there was, there was this one guy, I nicknamed him Heinz 57 <laughs> on one of the, the dating sites out there, kinky dating sites. Because he literally had, and I counted it. And this is this is how I came up with the name. I counted. He had fifty-seven different accounts, all tied to the same email address, because this site allows you to do that. And so I brought this to the owner because at the time I was doing consultation for them, and I said, "Hey, this this should not be allowed." And he said, "No, no, no. We love those people. It makes the site seem so much more active." And this guy, I'm assuming it was a guy, but because you know, I, I could be wrong, but. This guy had male, female, trans, straight, gay, bi, slave, dom, switch, all the different configurations of profiles they could. And they'd been on the site for like 10 years and had built up those profiles to the point where they could argue with each other on the forums (laughs) and get people all worked (laughs) up about this. And I was, and I'd, I'd, I'd be on the forums and like people would say, oh, you should talk to so-and-so, you know, they're really knowledgeable. And I'd be like, oh, honey, if you only knew. And of course I, you know, I didn't say anything because that's, you know, I, I can't, I can't do that. It wasn't my place as a consultant, but I kept seeing this sort of thing. And I realized that there needs to be a site that treats kinky people like humans and addresses the fact that you know we hear a lot and i'm going to talk a little bit about this because this is this is kind of my this is my platform Mm -hmm. we 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 get a lot of like the war of the sexes in dating right and we hear a lot about how hard it is to be a woman on dating sites and you know all all the dick pics and all this and all that and and you know what women want and it's hard for everybody it is really fucking difficult for a lot of people and it's just difficult in different ways and this is what i hope to address because like i i would say to you know somebody a site owner i would say what if you didn't allow genitals or explicit photos as avatars i'm like then women wouldn't and this is my joke that i use quite a bit i know you've heard it women wouldn't open up a message and see somebody's you know bent over spread open gaping butthole saying hi there goddess i'd love to be your slave I'm sorry. I, I have a hard time really connecting as like humans to a gaping butthole until like, unless I actually know the person that owns the gaping butthole, right? Like, and then, you know, maybe I've even made it that way, but that's, that's my choice. You know, that's, <laughs> that's not just like, you know, hi, you don't even know my name yet, but here is my offering. Mm-hmm. And they would say to me, well, this is, you know, this is a kinky site. This is what people should expect. And I'm like, but this is also part of the reason that so many women don't stay on the site. You know, mm-hmm. you're complaining that you want more women to join your site. They might join, but they're not going to stay because, you know, they get gaping buttholes and they get dudes calling them names whenever they turn them down and, and this and this and this. And So I I said, okay, well, you know, I'm going to make a site. And one of the things is I'm not going to allow explicit avatars. This actually does two things. First, it means that it's easier for us to get our apps into and pass by the app stores. 
right? Because mm -hmm. we don't have explicit photos as part of those apps. Um, but you can go to the web and see explicit photos people have uploaded to their profile. But two, it maintains consent, mm -hmm. right? I, I didn't consent, like I might think, oh, I'm on a kinky site, I'll probably see weenies, whatever. Um, I don't really mind that, but I haven't consented to see your weenie. Mm -hmm. So every time somebody who messages me on FetLife, and this, I mean, I'm taking this to an extreme, but some people feel this way. Every time a person messages on FetLife and they have a dick pic as their avatar, that is an unsolicited dick pic mm -hmm. right there in my messages. I cannot help but see it, mm -hmm. whether I want to or not. So things like that make a difference because I think, well, gosh, you know, you may be a little bit put out that you can't put your wee wee up for public display. I mean, you can actually. <clears throat> People will just have to choose to see it if they want to. Um, but how valuable would it be to know that not putting your weenie up for, you know, public display without consent means that you might have that many more chances of meeting people that interest you mm -hmm. because they feel safer on the site and they feel like, you know, this is a better place for them to be and they feel more comfortable. How you simple is that? You talk about defuckifying. I can't believe I actually said it. Uh, <laughs> profiles and such. Mm -hmm. Is it important for people, even on a kink site, to make sure that they have something about their real selves in addition to all the kink descriptions? Oh, good or, God, yes. Yeah. I mean, if they're hoping to attract anybody who... Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little gendered here. Um, if they're hoping to attract anybody that isn't a man, and even a lot of men want something more than come and get it, baby, mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, again, humans, kinky people are humans, and a lot of them really, really want to connect with other humans mm -hmm. so saying something like um you know i dream of a gangbang in which i'm you know used by you know 15 people and then you know left you know trembling on the floor you know after waves of orgasm have crashed through my body and then you know all of the big studs you know form a circle around me and, you know, piss on me. Okay, that's great. Now we know what you're into. But who are you that makes me give a shit about what you're into? Right? Unless it's my complimentary fantasy to be one of those dudes, it, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, that, that's one of the things I talk about in my book, Dating Kinky, is, um, Prithee, tell me why I should give a shit. Mm -hmm. Why should I care what your fantasy is? You don't care what mine is, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, unless we actually connect as humans. So yeah, connecting as humans is really important. So, you know, say something interesting. Say something that tells, that informs, you know, what kind of person I might be interacting with should I choose to engage with you and, and let me also as an aside say choose thy username carefully mm -hmm. um, I, I mean because I've gotten some really atrocious ones I got one just the other day that was I rim you shit bucket Wow. Like that, I'm not supposed to, I don't know what I'm supposed to think. What that person imagines that I would think with that as what they choose to present as their first priority mm -hmm. for themselves. I always worry about the names that have for you at the end. 
those oh, always well. get me and go no yeah yeah i mean there's 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 so many bad examples i mean then there's the misspellings of like horrible acts that they're hoping to you know be forced to do depravedly or whatever it is i don't know i don't know it's it's odd it's odd um and i and i'm going to say i see plenty of people making these mistakes because the you know i i rim you shit bucket you know for me that's a mistake you know it's a mistake going the other direction is something like um you know like sweetest baby sub or something like that where you're essentially, you know, putting up a huge flag to the world that I'm completely naive, come take advantage of me, mm -hmm. right? Or, you know, um, it, it's harder for me to think that other direction, but it happens. Like I see some and I'm just like, oh, oh, honey, no, no, mm -hmm. that's, that's going to attract the big bad wolf and not in a good way, right? You know, I mean, think these things through, you know, or even... I saw one and I swear to God, this was on a kinky site. Um, mother of three girls. At this did, point, I wish it was a video podcast so you could did, just see the face palm I just did. Did, did you think this through? Like, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, so anyway, I got into this whole kinky dating thing because I feel passionately that the world is a better place when people feel loved and accepted and adored. And I feel passionately about connecting people to one another, giving them the opportunity to connect. And I also, I educate as part of that dating site because I feel strongly that education can help people make the most of those connections and that's what i want to do like there is there are very few people out there that i would say wow he's a real asshole he doesn't deserve to find somebody right like there are plenty of people that i would say wow you're too much of an asshole right now to be allowed on my site because you're being a jerk to everybody mm. but that has nothing to do with their value as a human being it just has to do with you're making people uncomfortable Right. And that needs to change because my site is about, you know, like, you know, when they say mean people suck, mm -hmm. you know, I agree. If, if you're, if you're going to be on a dating site, you need to put on your nice britches and like be cool with people because that's what you're there for is to like impress people and get them to like go out on dates with you and shit. And it's the gentleman and it's the, kind person and it's the one who will probably connect with you on a very personal and genuine level that will get run over because i'll be honest i see a lot of angry women on fetlife because sure, yeah. they have been inundated with all the crap and i'll tell you what though <laughs> No, no. I'll tell you what, though. If you're a genuinely nice person and you're genuinely trying to connect with people and somebody comes back at you with anger, they're not for you. Very right? true. It's that simple. It's that simple. It's, it's, to me, it's, again, this goes back to the, we all have a hard time with dating mm -hmm. in the various ways. And... It's just, what do we have to deal with? What you don't have to deal with is, you know, people getting in your inbox and saying, you know, really complimentary things until you turn them down. And then they turn around and they say absolutely horrible, hateful things, which mm -hmm. explains why some women are A, hostile to begin with, or B, when they start feeling uncomfortable, they just ghost because they don't want that barrage of hate in their lives. They've got enough stressors in their life, right? Um, or why they never respond to begin with. Mm -hmm. Why bother? You know, they, they see the writing on the wall. Um, but at the same time, when 
people are in that headspace, they're not really open to connecting in the way that you probably want to connect. So just let it go by, right? Continue on. So like for example, I hear a lot of people who say things like, well, I used to read the profiles and write a really nice letter and then send it off and then I never heard back. So now I don't bother doing any, any, that anymore. I send, hey, right? <laughs> and my answer to that is why are you giving other people such power over you? Mm-hmm. You have just given away all of your power. You're not doing what you think is right. You're doing the least that you think you can get away with. Mm-hmm. And that way also, you're, you're also not being vulnerable and open because if somebody turns you down for a hey, well, they're not turning you down for you, right? Mm-hmm. But if they turn you down for a letter that you actually wrote and took the time to you know, put something into, then you can feel like that's more personal and they're actually rejecting you, right? Mm-hmm. I understand all of this. However, I think as a dating person, this is, I'm going to talk about this a little bit in my defuckify your dating. As a dating person, you have to decide what your standards are, and then you have to live up to them no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think a good set of standards is put in the effort, regardless of what gender you are. If you want to find somebody, it's not up to other people to do whatever. It's up to you to do whatever. And don't be an asshole, mm-hmm. right? It's that simple. Put in the effort and don't be an asshole. Eventually you're gonna find somebody who is doing the same thing on your wavelength and you'll connect. And it might be one in a million people, but if there's one in a million people, that means there's like 17 of you in the New York City area. Mm-hmm. You could find each other, right? There's 300 and some of you in, you know, like the Eastern seaboard. It, it can happen. Mm-hmm. I will mention that while I haven't been trying to connect with people for dating, because obviously we're in the middle of, of kind of a <laughs> pandemic, kind of. but I am constantly writing letters or notes or dms for a connection and trying to get guests for this show mm-hmm. and by telling them what the show is about being honest with them that this may not be up your alley and if it isn't i'm not going to take offense to it but i think you would make a really good guest to share your story on this show I have been able to connect with people that I would have never imagined would have accepted a message. Mm -hmm. We have coming up on the show, a person who it went as a viral video hit for walking into a grocery store in a full latex cat suit and was seen millions of times and actually was featured on the Ellen show. Vicki DeVica is her name and she's become a friend now. I have the arguably the top dominatrix from Los Angeles, Justine Cross joining us. I have Midori joining us. Mm-hmm. Legendary names, Christina Carter and Kendra James who have been the people who have birthed most of my fantasies in my superheroine loving life have either been on or are about to be on the show. If you're genuine, people will accept you. If you're vulnerable, people will accept you. It's true. And it's amazing to me. And I actually want to ask this question, Nookie. When I came to you with the idea for this show, what was your reaction and what made you think it would work? Um, honestly, my reaction was, 
well, what can we do for you <laughs> to make that happen? I mean, <laughs> um, and the reason I thought it would work is, is because John, it, when we connected in at Cope, you just, you were just a genuine person. You know, you reached out afterwards. You said how nice it was to connect. You know, you reached out every now and again and asked, you know, asked questions or just, you know, said hello or whatever. And so, you know, as we progressed over the course of, you know, that year after having met in person and then, you know, talking online, um, I, you know, I heard, I heard a, a spark in your voice. You know, we we talked about like doing some video together and, you know, that's something that you do well, but it didn't feel like that was something you were really passionate about doing at that moment. Mm -hmm. But when you talked about this, you know, after everything that we talked about and, and so on and so forth, it was just so in line, you know, with who I knew you to be as a person and it was you. So of course I was going to back it. You know, because you had <clears throat> shown me that you were an authentic person. So why wouldn't it work? Right. That's kind of, that was kind of my thought. And I mean, it, and to, to take that a step further, um, that same, around that same time that I met you, just like, I think uh, maybe a month before, um, I'd been in New Jersey, right near New York at Test Fest. And while I was there, I met my producer, Ryan, on the phone. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually meet him in person, but on the phone. And he and I started communicating online. He's now the producer for, you know, what I do. And he has the opportunity to meet all of these hot, amazing, brilliant women and other kinksters simply by being a genuine open human being and providing value whatever that value is for you and I at first it was just a friendly person to talk to every now and again right and it was the same thing with Ryan but then we found ways that we clicked in other ways and it never became sexual if you're constantly looking for sex from people then you know, they're, they're going to shut you down because people hate to be chased for that constantly. But if you're looking for ways to connect authentically with people and you make yourself of value, either I'm always there with a happy word, right? Or, you know, a thought. Like I, I have one guy that just every couple of months, he'll respond privately to one of my writings and give me something else to think about and write about. Mm -hmm. Like he's valuable in my life. And he and I, I have met for lunch a couple of times and whatever. I mean, this is how you do things. It's being human together and finding out the different ways that you can, you know, click together. Well, I can't thank you enough for the support that you've given to me in this podcast. I think we are growing I would mm -hmm. love to be able to grow fast, 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 but realize it just takes a lot of hard work to do so. Yes, I think we, we are reaching new levels with the guests that we have had and the guests that we are about to have. I mean, booking Midori was just absolute amazing to me because of her rock star status in in our world. Oh, yeah. And then uh, some of the guests that have reached back to me lately that I haven't even announced yet are going to get people going, whoa, I wouldn't have never thought he would have asked that person. And so I think yeah. a lot of great content coming up. And this is usually the part in every one of your shows where you do the break for a commercial message. <laughs> we do our thing. So I'm going to break for a commercial message and let you talk either about the event coming up this weekend or 
being a plus member at Dating Kinky because that is going to become even more valuable very soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about Dating Kinky and plus membership because that'll, that'll last even, even beyond this event. Um, so Dating Kinky is a dating site and my goal is to make as much of it as possible free and accessible to people. So most of our events are free to attend live, right? You can just show up one night and, you know, hear people talk about submission or, you know, switching or see somebody teach you how to, you know, put rope on your partner or whatever it is. And and that's free. However, the replays go into our library and our library is available to plus members. And right now I think we have um, over 175 (laughs) Can you believe that? Over 175 replays. And that's, you know, like an hour to an hour and a half long, you know, each of them. And that's a lot of educational content. Um, We have eight books in there. I've got a couple more that are in the works in editing. Um, And then it gets you, you features on our membership side, which is where the dating is. Um, and interestingly enough, not all of our plus members even date, they just want the education, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm perfectly fine with, but, um, we do have a lot of people in the dating site. Uh, that's actually really growing right now. Um, although I like you, I'd love a lot more, Mm -hmm. right. Um, I better set up my profile by the way, because I'm starting to date and would like to be able to meet people. You got to set up that. I mean, that's one of the things. Venus Cuckoldress, um, an amazing woman who has her own podcast. She got on there and she was just, she's like, I love the site. She said, I got a rant about this. Men, fill out your fucking profiles. Like, she's like, how can I learn anything about you? if you don't put anything in your profile, like she's like, this, this just drives me crazy. Um, But we are right now um, putting in some additional plus features within the next week or two, we'll have um, audio and video chatting for our plus members uh, directly in the site. So super excited about that. Um, And right now plus membership is $5 a month. It's going up to $10 a month very soon. Um, but even at $10 a month, I mean, what are you talking about? Like that's, that's a McDonald's lunch, right? I'm assuming. I remember I, when I, you I could get how... three for that, but go ahead. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, 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 assu- I'm guessing it's about that. Like, you know, I don't know. Um, if you supersize it, it's probably about 10 bucks, right? It's, uh, um, but, you know, it's, it's $10 a month, we'll, we'll assume. Um, and you get all of those replays, you get, um, access to books, including, including the book dating kinky, um, find the kinky love of your fantasies, uh, which is, that is a, I gotta, I gotta pat myself on the back for that one. That is a damn good book about getting out there and getting dating. Um, a lot of what I talk about comes directly from that book because I put a lot of time and effort into writing that book and I covered a lot of bases and you get that not only in written format and you get an audio format with the plus membership. NJ Cole, one of our hosts, uh, Kim, she did the audio for that. And for those who really like silky voices. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's why I let her do it. Um, And then, of course, you know, you also get to support an amazing kinky endeavor, something that we're trying to really make succeed. And, you know, by extension, you get to help support this podcast because (laughs) (laughs) dating kinky supports what women and other wonderful humans want. So, yeah, Um, there's a a lot of amazing to it. And, uh, you know, if there's anything I can do to, you know, answer any questions for anyone, I'm nookie at datingkinky.com you can find me at fetlife as nookie notes n-o-o-k-i-e n-o-t-e-s um or you know at datingkinky.com you can just go to the contact us page and there's a gazillion ways to reach out so yeah i am so happy that we finally got you on the podcast (laughs) 
you yeah. knew it would eventually happen. But again, thank you so very much for everything you've done for me, for the podcast. And here's to uh, the second half of an amazing first season full of even more surprises. Absolutely. And John, you're just, you're doing amazing things with this podcast. In fact, just this afternoon, one of my dear friends reached out and said, I just listened to the What Women Want podcast and it is brilliant. I have to meet this man. So I said, you know, interestingly enough, I know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about that. So, you know, I mean, it, I'm, I'm hearing amazing, wonderful things about this. And it, all that does is reaffirm everything I've always known about you. So give yourself a big hand. I think we'll do this for the one and only time I can ever think of doing it. Bye, Nookie. <laughs> Bye, cat too. <laughs> you can still sign up for the event at datingkinky.com and sign up for Dating Kinky also at datingkinky.com. We're about to launch our first ever Patreon in the upcoming weeks. And it's because some have asked how they can support the show. What we'll be able to offer is some bonus content, special Zoom meetings with you, the listeners, and the biggest thing, the shows when they're actually produced. You see, we've recorded almost 40 shows already, but have released a little more than 20, which means there's a lot to listen to. As a Patreon member, you will be able to listen to the shows sometimes months before they air on the regular podcast. Details coming soon. And we want to welcome our listeners on Full Swap Radio who can now hear our shows as part of their lineup. Thanks to Cole and the team for welcoming us aboard. And we have a few episodes coming out in the next couple weeks. On February 12th, it's our first men's show with the host of the Man Space podcast joining me along with special guest co-host Jane Boone. On Tuesday, February 16th, it's the elusive rubber creature, Vicky DeVica. And on February 19th, the kink therapist, Sarah Rosen. We would love to hear from you. You can write me at john at datingkinky.com. That's john, J-O-N, at datingkinky.com. And if you listen to us on Apple, please subscribe to us, rate and review us. We would really appreciate that. And that will bring to a close this episode of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. This is John, a.k.a. Hi there, Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time and remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you on social media. Check us out at WhatWomenWantP1 on Twitter. What Women Want podcast on Instagram, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at WWW Podcast. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, Kinky Done Differently.